0: Good morning, my friends. Welcome to today's episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide back to knowing, loving, trusting, and living who you are, because that's how we thrive beyond codependency. So I'm excited to have you here today. Today, we're going to be jumping into another episode of Creating Happy Relationships. This will be episode number 12. We're going to discuss organic compatibility and why it really really matters, and what it is, and what we can do to cultivate it in our relationships. I'm just going to mute that there real quick. So I'm excited to have you here and to jump into this topic with you today. Okay, i get my thinking straight here. All right, before we do that, I need to share this out quickly to the community. The community is your, is your safe haven where you can find guidance, support, and tools in your journey back to knowing, loving, trusting, and living who you are. You'll find that link above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Um, there's also a set of rules that govern the community. Check out those rules before applying to join to make sure the community is the right fit for you and what you need right now in your journey. Also, you'll notice the announcements that are up there as well. Announcements uh, number one, the relationship strategy is open for enrollment. This is the only time I'm teaching it in 2022. The next time it'll be taught live is in 2023. So we've got a year, it's because I usually teach this at the end of February every year. So boom. So your chance to get in the live version now. <clears throat> Links for information and enrollment above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and on my front page at freethestuff.com. as well as um, I'm being featured in a summit called uh, "The Beauty of uh, a." It's a long title. It's basically The Beauty of Growth Out of Tragedy. The link is above on Facebook below on YouTube and also on my front page. Come and join us there as I share a bit about my own history with codependency, my own journey out of grief and trauma, and how I came to this place and serving you guys. So check those out. And now, <clears throat> I'm going to get this shared out real quick. Say hi in the comments below. Let me know how you guys are doing, what's up for you in the world right now, and your thoughts on today's episode. So, how, well, what is organic compatibility? And why does it matter? And why does it really, really matter? In so codependency, and mostly in a lot of relationship systems out there, a lot of times what happens is we meet someone and then we try to fit with them. We try to make them fit with us. So in codependency, that shows up as pleasing and appeasing them. That shows up as trying to control them and change them, make them into something they're not. It's about having fantasy about who they really are and who we might be able to make them into if they would just you know, accept our love or let us influence them in some way. Vice versa, it's also about being controlled or avoided by the other person, or we controlling and avoiding them. See, a lot of times we meet someone, we have feelings for them, and so we're, and they have feelings for us, and then we're like, let's try to make this work. And that's the key here try to make it work. We're not actually asking the right questions at the beginning, because a lot of times, especially. If we come from codependency, we want to be in the middle of a relationship and we don't have a high tolerance for uncertainty at the beginning of the relationship. That means like we don't tolerate the ambiguity well, we don't tolerate the lack of connection or or definition in the relationship rather, the lack of certitude, structure, like what are we, where are we going. We want to be in the middle. And the reason. One of the biggest reasons we want to be in the middle is because it feels safer. We think that that means we finally have a secure, safe attachment. And our fantasies live in the middle of a relationship, not at the beginning and not at the end. And so we rush towards that middle. And this works really well for people who are looking for supply, like say a narcissistic individual or someone who's emotionally unavailable. They get really intense on this. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna love bomb you. We're gonna get into this, and, and we're all gonna both move towards the middle of a relationship really, really fast." Then suddenly, you find yourself in the middle of a commitment, and things aren't working. Things are really frustrating. Things are really difficult. Things are really scary. Things don't feel fulfilling. Things feel uneven. For the codependent, we're going through euphoria, distress, and despair over and over. We're feeling lost to ourselves, and we're also feeling a lot of guilt and fear and shame about having to extricate ourselves out of the middle of this mess that we're calling a relationship. This is the common cycle we're doing. It's an amazing thing that relationships work out (laughs) sometimes for people out of this. But what, what we have to do here, especially for us as codependents, is we've got to have a different approach to building sustainable, healthy, happy relationships of any kind. And I start that off with this concept called organic compatibility. So... A lot of times, compatibility is broken down into, oh, you have feelings, they have feelings, and then we have mutual interests. And that's it. That's usually what people are looking at there. They don't really understand the importance of compatibility or what it actually entails. So follow along with me here because it can get a little complex. But here we go. And hi, Karen. Nice to see you. <clears throat> First of all, organic compatibility... It's built on what's called a value system. And the value system says we share common core principles or core values and the way we live those values is very similar, if not almost identical or the same. So beyond behind this is this thing called the what, how, who model. So we have a what. That would be a value system. That would be a want or a need. and we have a how. That how is, hey, how does this want and need get met? How does it express itself? How does it behave? How does it feel? What behaviors, what actions, what words, what situations or experiences fulfill that want and need? We have our what and our how. And then we have the who. And this is where we get into trouble because... We're up here, we have feelings for them, they have feelings for us, and now we're coming together and we're trying to make that who fit our how and our what. And that person's also trying to get us to fit their what and their how. And this is where this conflict starts to show up. This is where this disparity and this, this incompatibility starts to demonstrate itself. is because what we want and how we want it is different from what they want and how they want it. This breaks down into first that value system. What do you, we actually value and how do those values demonstrate themselves in our relationships? Common value system is connection or benefit-centered relationships. Another one is a person values independence plus connection, whereas someone else values more proximity and, and um, involvement. With the person, they like more us activities where the other person likes more me and and you sometimes activities. Value systems can show up in a lot of different ways for people. But if, we have, if we're looking at organic compatibility, we have to understand what our value system is. What do we really care about? What brings us joy in our life and in relationships? And then see what brings them joy in relationships and in their life, and see if they they match or if they overlap, and and where they don't, so we can understand what matters to us there, and see if we have a foothold on compatibility, because this gets back to that what how who model. What do we need or want? How does it work? And who are we with? And how does those all combine together? So we got our value systems, and then we move to the what's the wants and the needs themselves, like. Some people want a large amount of proximity. They may have a need or for high levels of reassurance, or they just enjoy the presence of other people, and that brings them joy. And they're, maybe they're a little more extroverted, something like that. And then the other person's a little more introverted, a little more independent. They like their space. They like their own sovereignty. They like their own discrete territory understanding these things and then needing each other where we can effectively can build a bridge between these differences. But sometimes they don't work, and we have to understand that. We, we discover that through the experience of how a person's want and need behaves and what we're able to contribute to it or not. So that's an example of how wants and needs might show up. More specifically, you know, maybe We have a need for attention and particular kinds of attention, right? So we get into kind of like um, Jerry Chapman's love languages. How do we communicate love? What does that look like for us? Can we actually effectively meet and connect with the other person in that space where their love language is? And are they able to do that for us too? That's a signal of compatibility right there. If that's able to be done successfully, eight out of ten times. If not, it's going to break down and it's going to become a deficit and it's going to become very painful for people uh, in that relationship. The next one would be rhythms. So in organic compatibility and in relationship, we deal with rhythms. We have a certain amount of emotional availability at certain times, more than not. More on this day, less on that day. Work, children, life, Bills, challenges, health, finances, our own uh, bodies, rhythms, sleep, food, things like that, our own hormones and stuff like that, all affect this and create a rhythm. And what that rhythm shows up as is our emotional capacity for processing certain things. Like some days you'll have more energy available for emotional proximity and vulnerability. Some days you'll have less They'll have more on some days, sometimes they'll have less. Sometimes they need more of something at certain times and less of it at other times, vice versa. Learning what your rhythm is and learning what their rhythm is, you guys can start to sync up and care for each other in these ebbs and flows in your relationship. Rhythm is not something that I've seen discussed at all in any relationship system I've ever taken. But I have found it really critical to understand in my own relationships. And that's a high level of what's called attunement to the other individual and to yourself. It's like, where are we? How's it going? What's showing up for you in this world? So we got rhythm. And then we have sensitivities. This means things that words, actions, phrases, behaviors, that carry weight for the individual, that ought to be approached in certain ways so that that person feels seen, loved, and valued, and that the relationship's trust and secure attachment is maintained. So sensitivities are generated out of trauma, out of neglect, out of past harms about worries, um, things that the person has had to live through or deal with, For instance, some of my sensitivities are about how uh, criticism or negative feedback is communicated to me. One of the things I ask people I have a relationship with is to ask my consent to give feedback or wait until I ask for it. That helps me be emotionally and mentally prepared for that kind of feedback. Because if it just comes out of the blue, I go into a free state and I can get either very withdrawn or very aggressive. And that's something that I'm completely responsible for managing. And I know this about myself. So I'm like, oh, okay, I've got some feedback here. I need to step away and process this and I'll come back to you. And I tell them that up front. I'm like, hey, if you got feedback from me that's going to be touchy or sensitive or, you know, it's going to be negative towards me, um, I need to know beforehand. But if you do just say it, here's what I'm going to do instead because that's what I need to do in order to process it. So that's kind of a tricky thing there, but that's part of these sensitivities, is learning what the other person, their history is, what they've been through, what is tender for them, and then working together to build ways to connect with that tenderness when we need to. Right? And this can show up in other areas. Maybe there's there's trauma around intimacies or around emotional vulnerabilities or physical intimacies, that kind of thing. How we approach that matters. It's like, oh, okay, so they've had trauma in this area. What do you need in order to feel safe if I'm initiating something in this area? And then we can practice that, and build that out. And same with, you know, if I have a sensitivity in that area as well. This is what it means to really start honing in this organic compatibility, understanding What's going on for us in this arena? So we've got our sensitivities there. Then it's about building bridges, connections between two different points. Differences, basically. Because we're all going to have differences in relationships. They're part of what brings variety, expansion, and creativity to relationships. So when we connect to a relationship, connect to another human being, part of our work is to discover these things, these differences about us and them, and then work to build bridges or an understanding between them that you guys can work with that produces a sense of well-being, happiness, and joy in your world. And so from this component of understanding differences, understanding sensations and rhythms, value systems, how needs and wants work, we start to discover if someone has organic compatibility with us. Which really fundamentally means we're able to shape the relationship together that consistent in a way that consistently produces well-being, happiness, and satisfaction for both of us. then this allows us to build a relationship rhythm we're able to see, love, and value each other in a very natural way that doesn't require a whole lot of work, a whole lot of frustration. It doesn't require scorekeeping or analysis. Instead, it allows us to connect and understand the other person then to understand us. And we're always moving towards this understanding with each other because we're coming from the premise of discovery. We're curious about where they're at now, what they're feeling, what they're going through. And we're curious about ourselves. That allows us to accomplish organic compatibility. But Sometimes these things break down. They don't work. You and the other person are different enough, or you have very different value systems, or how your needs and wants and their needs and wants do not work well together, that indicates organic incompatibility, and that's something to respect, because we don't get into, we don't start dating someone, just don't start developing a friendship or a relationship with someone in order to make it work. What we do is we start start that exploration process, that discovery process, to find out what does work and what doesn't and see if that's actually adding to our well-being and happiness. So we're approaching relationships this way from a very different angle. We're not trying to make something work. Instead, we're trying to, to discover if this relationship with this person will work based on its natural makeup, based on its design, based on the way it's structured. Sometimes there's tweaks that can be done to the relationship and the way you guys interact that improve that. But sometimes it's just not going to work because you're incompatible, and that's okay. So this is why organic compatibility matters, because for a relationship to be sustainable, it has to have an organic root, a natural rhythm and symbiosis where you guys can interact, a simpatico that helps you navigate attachment, conflict, uh, intimacy, companionship, support, and play throughout your life together. And that allows you guys to succeed and grow. So that's why it's important to understand, hey, do we make sense to each other? Do we think similar, if not on the same lines? Do we get each other's humor? Do we understand each other's pain and biography? And if we don't, are we willing to understand that, build into that understanding? Are we will, willing to connect with and understand who they are? And are they doing that for us? If we're willing to build this kind of rhythm of understanding and care, we're going to get down the road. We're going to succeed. And that's what we're here for. So. If you want help in this, you want to learn how to actually establish this in your relationships to identify organic compatibility and build these bridges, understand your value system, understand uh, your needs and wants and how they work, really connect to your own rhythm. Come join me in the Relationship Strategy. We start February 27th. It's 12 weeks long. You're going to learn about organic compatibility, how to detect it, how to implement it into your world using the what, how, who method. You're going to learn how to build trust and reliability in the relationship using the eight relationship bare minimums and the consent and privilege model of relating. And you're going to discover how to build rational organic commitment through the discovery over commitment practice. where you are actually building relationships with people who are compatible, which leads to more satisfaction and more happiness in your world. So we start Sunday, February 27th. Again, it's 12 weeks long. Class lasts about two hours. Homework is about 60 minutes a week. Um, it comes with unlimited or lifetime access to the twice-a-week live mentoring support group uh, where you and the other students in my courses, we all come together and we discuss what we're experiencing. You get guidance. You get support. You get celebration. You also get homework hours support. So if you want study hall format or you want uh, my personal attention in your homework, you can come and ask me questions there and other students as well. And you also get lifetime access to the Heal Yourself Strategy, where I help you restore your safety, sanity, and sovereignty, which is the foundation for really helping you leap beyond your codependency. So that's included there as well. It's $12.50 for new students, $7.50 for existing students. There are payment plans available for those price points. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Enrollment ends uh, February 25th, so make sure you get on that because we have – Twenty seats open total, there's 19 available. So come in and join us. And let's help you create a relationships, friendships, any kind of relationship that has more compatibility, more fulfillment, more sustainability, more happiness and joy for you and them using this process. So I'll be excited to see you in class. Go gently, my friends. I will see you in our next episode. Go out there, explore organic compatibility. See how your relationships mesh and how they don't. Get curious about why and let's see what you discover. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode below. Have a great day.